pandemonium reigns. Hello, 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 and welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. We're out of that you're with us. I don't know what I'm singing. It's beautiful, though. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, we got a slate this weekend. Um, I'm Dan. He's Mike. We're ready to talk about the slate. Welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. We got some stuff. It's week 12 in the college football world. Golly. You guys get better get ready for Thanksgiving because that's next week. Right? Yeah. Right. What you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Traveling, staying home, doing drugs. Yeah, a little bit of everything, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> except I have for some... that last part. Oh yeah, I'll have some sweet potato casserole and a line of meth, please. <laughs> sort of, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's jump right into the conversation. Let's just kind of go through the slate here. Um, your Mustangs are playing on a Thursday night. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, uh, how about that? traveling to Tulane, um, but I'm not interested, so we're going to move on. Uh, there's there's, there's, there's a noon game. Before I get to the other noon game I want to talk about, Illinois at Michigan. I'm just curious to see how Illinois can hold up. You know, they ran really well. If they can play keep away from Michigan, and I know that that line is sitting at 18 and that it's yeah. in and it's sitting uh, – or in the game is in Ann Arbor, but if, if Illinois can continue to find yards on the ground – is that a uh, good enough to keep it close or possibly pull an upset? I mean, I good- absolutely think so. If that's it's such a big if because you know, for one, we know that the talent gap is big, sure. but it it really hasn't prevented Illinois from you know for the most part of the year finding a lot of success on the ground, um, playing really good defense for that matter. Um, it's just will the talent gap prevent them from being able to do that thing and do that in the big house? Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, look at those points allowed per game defensively, 12 and a half for Illinois, 11.2 for Michigan. I don't think they get enough recognition right there. Yeah. But this is what's going to be so fascinating about this game. Illinois currently allows 85.9 yards rushing per game. Michigan allows 72.7, which is both, again, a little bit indicative of their schedule, but again, Mm -hmm. What a what a ridiculous number that is! Even with the uh, the pass yards allowed per game, they're less than a yard different. Both teams, yeah, and you know both teams have played a Big Ten schedule outside of whatever they played in the non-con, uh, which again for Michigan was kind of disappointing. But if, if Illinois can control the ball and the time possession, I mean, absolutely, they play like it's seemingly sure. the same game. Yeah, sure. Isn't it crazy to know that we're in Week Twelve? Michigan is in their second to last game and they're getting ready to play one of their tougher games against Illinois. That is an ugly statement. What um, a very what a, ugly statement. What a narrative we would have had going into the season had we had known that, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Needless to say, I'll take Michigan to win and I will take I'm gonna say Michigan only wins by 17. I'm gonna say they don't 17. cover. Yeah. I'm gonna say they don't yeah. cover. I'm gonna say they don't cover as well. On the chance, on the chance that that Illinois rush defense shows up with what they've done all year, I don't think they face a rushing attack like Michigan. But again, if they're able to bring the good of what they have done, I think that keeps this a low score, lower scoring game. I don't think, I don't, I don't know if they can stay under forty and a half because that's where it's at. I think it'll hit the over, but I do think Michigan, I'm sorry, Illinois will cover with Michigan yeah. winning. Agreed, agreed. We're gonna move our our conversation to. Fox, 
at noon, TCU at Baylor. Fully expect for Fox's viewership to go up at this time on Saturday because people should be, if they're fans of the sport, be paying attention to this TCU game. This is they got two games left. They're going to finish with Baylor and then Iowa State. Baylor's got a better chance in my mind than Iowa State does. Yeah. Um, this spread is only – oh, shoot, where did it go? Two and a half. Two yeah, and a half. only at two and a half. Um, say what you want to about Baylor. They've got a, they've got David Aranda. I like that guy. The dude can coach. Uh, ESPN FBI has got TCU only winning this at 51%. Uh, again, two and a half spread. I think Vegas sees something there. Yeah. Um, how do I say this nicely? uh go bears go bears <laughs> um basically with that two and a half i mean you're you're basically just picking who you're going to think is going to win outright yeah absolutely tcu could win by one to two points and if i bet the game and i bet baylor that's absolutely what would happen but i'm not going to do that i'm not going to bet this game because there again i i had zero trust in texas by a touchdown last week just zero trust in that when vegas had that I don't, you know, I think there's capability for TCU to absolutely win this game in a big way, but the Baylor defense is actually statistically better um, in every category, even though it's close than mm-hmm. TCU's defense. Mm-hmm. And the offense is not far off of what TCU does statistically. So the recipe's there. How special is this TCU run? Can they keep the magic going? I, I mean, at this point, I assume that they can because sure. they've mm-hmm. been through a pretty big gauntlet to this point, a very strong schedule. Um, so far, yeah, they've they've won some close games. I, if it came down to it, I expect them to do it again. So Agreed. I'll say TCU does win, and they probably cover because it's so close. Right. Agreed. I'm gonna say TCU wins and TCU covers, but I am gonna say it's a little bit more of a dogfight because that's yeah. just what they've done all year. You know, for the most part, yeah. uh, they get down, they come back. Uh, but I think I think Baylor's gonna be scrappy in this one. Look yeah. for look for Baylor to want to upset mess up something and that and that be the motivating factor for uh, yeah a, a win there are we interested in what's going on in the bottom of the east division with florida and vanderbilt are we interested <laughs> no i'm not okay florida's at neyland west so <laughs> uh here's to hoping both teams find a way to lose Hey, I want to I want to highlight this very very quickly and just talk about this for a second because as you scroll down the schedule, you get to Indiana and Michigan State. Yeah, and, and I sent you something. I said we we got to talk about this. Yes, you did. On the back of the Michigan State helmet, they're wearing a sticker with the number eight on it and with the word tunnel written over this number eight. And it's because they want to remember those eight brave souls who were suspended as a result of the great injustice that occurred in that Michigan tunnel. Please tell me that they are not talking about Spartans players and they're talking about Wolverine players. But if they're talking about Wolverine players, that don't match up because there was only one. So yeah. are you talking are you are you joking me? They, That's the they they use the word injustice in that. This is what that tweets or this was yep this is what the tweet says Michigan State fans would like to remember those eight brave souls who were suspended as a result of the great injustice that occurred in that Michigan tunnel hashtag tunnel eight did we get did we get catfished or is this real well it's posted by Saturday tradition which is the Big Ten's version of Saturday down south 
So I'm going to say no. I don't think this is a catfish. I don't think this is a joke. This looked like it's straight off spartantailgate.com or, 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 or something oh of that mind. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I mean, Me that, too. that looks legitimate. I'm going, I'm, I will be flipping over to this game just to find out if this is real because. Yeah. If that's real, shame on you. If that's real, shame on them. I was uh, a little too lenient on placing some blame on the Michigan players that, you know, kind of skip, skip, uh, skip, hop, and jumped into the tunnel at the same time or kind of rubbed it in a little bit with, with the uh, Spartans. They could have said the most egregious things that you can say to someone, could have belittled them. There's just no excuse for ganging up on them. Like I said, they, they probably invited it on themselves a little more than I was you know, willing to say at first, but there's just no excuse for bashing someone with a helmet or you know, ganging up on them. There's, there's no way you can use the word injustice in this situation, even as stupid as the event was that happened. So miss me with this. I'll be flipping to see if it's real. Kind of hope we're getting catfished because that's a big stretch that they're going with right there. If this is legitimate, shame on Mel Tucker because he has to see that and go, no. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to come out and we're going to apologize and we're going to say this is not how we want to represent Spartan Nation, stuff like that. This is how Absolutely. We, this is not who we want to be. Uh, so, no, delete that Twitter, delete that, throw those stickers away. We're going to have a bonfire. Yeah. We're going to throw those stickers away. That's, that's, that's egregious. Terrible. Yeah. You know what else is terrible? Will Levis. He's terrible. Will Levis is the worst, confirmed. <laughs> very much confirmed and he's going to be going against the georgia defense <laughs> who, who, uh I, I know that we just mentioned this on the orange cast georgia's allowing 11 points per game and uh how do i say this if will <laughs> levis does what he did against vanderbilt might be time to pull that scholarship <laughs> yeah like uh you want to go ahead and like early early enter the nfl draft like get on out of here like top things i mean it's time for that conversation we had frankly it's it, he's proven they and also you know they're six and four with a couple games left against georgia and louisville so they're probably staring at seven and six or i'm sorry i'm sorry seven and five they're probably staring directly at seven and five best case scenario there's totally a chance that they lose louisville there's more than yeah. a little chance that they do that. So they're looking at outside of, of six and six as well. In this game, I mean, there's just there's nothing that Will Levis can do to this Georgia defense, in my opinion. I mean, he's he's just not been good all year. I don't even care. Like, you know, maybe he's still feeling some pain in in the finger or whatever got roughed up, maybe against Ole Miss, but there's no excuse for the ball that he's playing right now. It's it's terrible from completion percentage to turnovers, just every which way you wrap it, you know, holding on to the ball too long at times. So I don't know if you want to, de- you know, start working on your guy after Will Levis against this Georgia defense, because that could probably, you know, make their eyes about the size of the uh, Pacific Ocean. But maybe throw some freaking triple option stuff in there with, you know, Tavion Robinson or one of those special young receivers. Do something, because just throwing your offense out there with Will Levis is not going to cut it. You're not going to cover. You're probably not going to score. It's not working. No. So I want to I want to ask you. So they just lost to Vanderbilt. Let's say they get I mean absolute slapped around by Georgia, which is which is probably going to happen. Yeah. The, the spread sitting at twenty two. I see no reason why this can't be something like what we did to them, forty five to seven. 
52 10, mm-hmm. something along those lines. If that happens, what is the what is the national media narrative on Mark Stoops or, or or sorry, the perception on him? What is what is your perception on Mark Stoops? What what do we I mean because in my mind it's changing and it's changing it's changing fast. Yes, you, it absolutely changed fast. So, so you can't lose to Vanderbilt the way that you did. You can't lose to them for one. You can't lose them the way that you did. You, your 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 first overall pick quarterback cannot play the way that he did. Have we been wrong about Mark Stoops, or is it, or is, or is he a product of his environment there in Lexington and and that ceiling being as, for lack of better words, as low as it is. It is definitely a combination of those things. The ceiling is the ceiling is 10 wins because that's what he's done. That's where he took the ceiling to because I didn't think it was that high at Kentucky of 10 wins. But my perception that, you know, nothing will change my mind from this is he has waited too long to leave unless he just is dead set on ending his career as a Wildcat. Because like you said, it's changing quickly. This is, I mean, they've never – in any recent years, they have never had a, a quarterback like as highly hopped as Will Levis. They haven't had that hop for anyone, anyone. So he's waited too long. They have blown their shot with even developing a guy like Will Levis who needs a lot of development. And, I mean, again, I just think he's waited too long unless he wants to finish up his career as a Wildcat. One of the great indicators of this is his contract uh, escalators, that's the word, his contract escalators where he gets a raise and a like an, an extra year on his contract just for winning seven games, where in today's world, you're fired if you just win seven games. But at Kentucky, it's celebrated with an added year to your contract and a raise. So, I mean, sure, if you want to finish up your career doing that, having a ceiling of, of 10 wins when you have that special combination of talent across the board, which they just don't have this year, then – stay but if you had hopes of parlaying this into a type of stepping stone situation you've missed your shot ouch ouch should he sorry be, not sorry should he be considering this nebraska job should he throw his name in for the auburn mix i mean based off this kentucky ceiling conversation he he should have already to me at this point whereas earlier in the year or after last year if I'm Nebraska, it. I'm elated if I got him after last year oh, yeah. or if I'm Auburn and I got him after yeah. last year. But at this point, man, I'm already – I'm already – he's just going to have to prove it to me if that if that's where we go because I just don't think he could do it at, at this point. Again, Kentucky is a unique place where you just have to have that, you know, perfect storm of talent across the board, especially in the trenches where they're so lacking on offense this year on the offensive line. But, it, you know, even with that, they've got four and five-star guys. They actually have a five-star offensive lineman on that roster. It's like, how can you not develop that guy? Yeah. And there's an argument to be said that Nebraska football is a better job than Kentucky football. Yes, Kentucky, uh, it, it's not going to come with all the pressures that that do the other jobs in this conference. They're, they, they've made it known that they're, they're a basketball school. But at the same time, Nebraska just gave a terrible Scott Frost five years. Yeah. Five years. Five years. So, and and fans pack that one out regardless. They and do. Whether, whether you're ten and two, twelve and zero, or two and ten, they're showing up. They they haven't they've sold that thing, sold Lincoln Memorial Stadium out 
every game since JFK. Yeah. Right. Was I was mean they're going to they're going to do that and they're going to give you a chance. They're going to believe, but I sure don't want to go down that road right now if I'm a Nebraska fan where I'm already looking at, man, we're just going to do this again in three or five years, however long we give this guy. Do I think Stoops could coach a program like that or Auburn? Absolutely. But he's quickly fallen off, in my opinion, because of the same issues, frankly. And I think, you know what, I I, I, I did not agree with you coming out of last year. You were like, Will Levis, is is his success <laughs> is based off Wondell Robinson, and he's, yeah. he's not good without these guys. And, and I did not agree. I was like, I still think this guy's a good quarterback. Um, I, I'm going to say that I stand corrected, man. Um, he's missing Wondell bad. real bad. Real Badly. bad. So, man, you nailed that one. Hey, um, we're moving down. We're moving down the conference slate, or so, sorry, the, the 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 football slate here. And Miami is going to be at Clemson, and we, we just compared Kentucky and Nebraska. Yeah. In my mind, Miami is a worse job than both of those. Absolutely, it is because you we talked about what they've done selling out Lincoln uh, Memorial Stadium for Nebraska. We we talked about last week the environment at Auburn. Um, and then we, t- you know, how crazy that was. And then Kentucky, where those expectations aren't there, and and they've kind of fallen off and been tapered off at Miami. The expectations are definitely not what they used to be. But who wants to coach at that place when the stadium looks like it looks? I mean, it looks like a spring game in like a blizzard. <laughs> like that's the level of attendance that they get at normal regular season football games. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not good. Hey, uh, I think we forgot to give a prediction for this Georgia-Kentucky thing. Well, we think Ooh, we moved on too quick. Uh, I'm going to say Georgia wins and does more than cover. They, they're going to shut them out. 45 nothing minimum is the, is the best case for Kentucky. And if that happens – sorry, I don't, I don't mean to backtrack here in, in the episode, but if that happens, is he on the hot seat? I mean, really? It, it needs to get it, – it needs to heat up a little bit. If, if, and like you said, they've, they've come out as a basketball school. They're okay with it. I would never be with okay with that, but it needs to heat up a little bit. Show some respect and and not be okay with the same old, same old. If your ceiling is increasing, you know, at this point with it falling off and you've got all these guys that you're so proud of having and all and you've recruited well for Kentucky, why not see if you can push that ceiling a little higher? Because my if thought okay, is uh, yeah, yeah, because my thought is you're talking about two years in a row now where you should have landed second in the division, and yep. you and and you're not. Yep. So and 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 two back. I mean, remember that? You remember going into that Georgia Kentucky game last year? Man, there was hype around that, and Georgia just came in and said, "I don't know what the hype is here," and just slapped <laughs> them around. And yeah. if that happens again in Lexington, which yeah. going into this year. Again, all the hype around Will Levis. I mean, they they were they're raving about him eating a banana with the pill still yeah. on it and all this crap. And 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 people who are not successful don't get that attention. So the media was in love with Kentucky. They were like, "Oh, second division." I mean, this is a chance for them to go to Atlanta and womp womp. Nope. Nope. So. I don't know. I think I think there should be. I'm not saying he should be on the hot seat, but I do think his name should start appearing more in yeah. in, in that topic of conversation. So absolutely, Miami at Clemson. Clemson is uh, at home. Spread is at 19. 
man, I don't think this is I don't think this deserves a lot of conversation. It I, sure doesn't. I so. think I think Clemson can 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 do something nasty to Miami. But you know what? As as wrong as I've been on the year, watch Miami turn around and win this game. <laughs> I mean I mean, go ahead and secure bullet eligibility. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I like I'm with you. We've been wrong and we're gonna be wrong a lot, but you know, that spread being at 19, I'll say 24 to 3. They just cover. Clemson covers, they're they're not impressive, and it just is kind of ho-hum what what you might expect for this game. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Clemson uh covers as well. We went into this year saying DJ's not good, right? He's struggling. Here comes Tyler Van Dyke, he's doing better. And just to compare, there's no comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. DJ, 2,100 yards, 19 scores, five picks. Tyler Van Dyke, even though he's battled some injuries, 1,700 yards, 10 scores, four picks. Give me Clemson. Yeah. Give me Clemson big. Texas and Kansas. Absolutely. Texas and Kansas. It's at Kansas. Vegas likes uh, the Longhorns here by nine. Um, my question on this one is, <clears throat> how does Texas bounce back? And what Texas shows up? because we are getting to the point in year two because Auburn is proving that you should fire your coach in the middle of the season. And it doesn't matter if it's year two or not. And I'm not saying that star Steve Sarkeesian is there, but he's headed there and yes. people are going to disagree with me on that, but tell me what he's done. Yeah. I mean, tell me, truly. Tell me what he's uh, seriously. Tell me what you've done. Close game with Alabama. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Woo. I mean, you 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 had an embarrassing loss to Oklahoma last year where you you should have won that. That yeah. I mean, and you didn't you didn't learn your lesson for the rest of the year. You only got worse. Yeah. And okay, you beat Oklahoma this year. Well, so has everybody else, right? You yep. almost beat Alabama. Woo. Well, it turns out Alabama's not good on the road. Yeah. Okay. True that. I mean, what else have you done? Um, Iowa State win, lost to Oklahoma State, beat Kansas State. You beat a good Kansas State by seven. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, you lost, you lost to Texas Tech. Ugh. You beat you allowed UTSA to put twenty on you. Ugh. I mean, I, I'm just saying, and and people, I've, I've mentioned this to multiple people, and they think I'm crazy, but the proof is I, the proof is in the pudding. What have you done? Yeah. So. Anyway, Texas, Kansas, give me a give me a score prediction. Give me give, give me what you think. This this is very, like you're just to hammer home what you're saying and not to beat a dead horse, but this is so important again because I, I do actually get stuck on a lot of times the conversation of being back because you know we want nothing more than for Tennessee to be back. So I think in order for Texas to work towards getting back, you've got to make a statement against a team in Kansas that is at six and four surpassed all expectations for that program. Um, you're favored, favored by nine, which feels a little steep because I agree with some of the things you're saying about what have you done. And I think we highlighted it. Kansas state is a good win. That's probably your, what you're hanging your hat on and that you just did Oklahoma, whatever you wanted. But I think you need to make a statement. You need to win by two touchdowns plus in this game. I will give them, I can't, I can't give them the benefit of the doubt doing that. I think Kansas covers, but I think Texas wins a very high scoring game. Or, or excuse me, actually, 
a little bit lower scoring game than you would think. I don't think it hits that over of 63 and a half. When I think about that Texas defensive line last week and what they were able to do with that TCU offense, I think it actually is a little bit lower scoring game, but I do think Texas wins, but does not cover. Because of Sarkeesian's inability to to bounce back last year after Oklahoma, he just he just continued last year to let Oklahoma beat him week after week yeah. after week. Yep. You've yet to prove to me that you can bounce back mentally. Kansas wins outright. I respect that completely. I, I hope I hope it's not the case, but I I respect sure. that. Sure, sure. Hey, you're a betting man. You're there right there on the Tennessee line, so you are allowed to do that in the state of Tennessee. If you do not put money. <laughs> on Western Kentucky and Auburn, I'm going to cut there and slap you because that spread is at five and a half. Oh, five and a half. It's begging. Okay. It's begging to be bet on. It's begging it sure to is. be bet. In my mind, I mean, is is is, no, no. is, is Western Kentucky correct. anything? Are they are they <laughs> anything? Because say what you want to about Auburn, but if I am a Group Five school, I don't want to play them right now. No, their their roster is better than yours. Maybe maybe not by much. They're, they sure. might not be very good, but man, they're they're playing inspired. Cadillac Williams has has has, has these players excited to be at Auburn. He really I'm, does. I'm I'm taking I'm taking the over on that every, or sorry, taking Auburn to do more than cover on that. And I'm just over here making some cringy faces because I'm looking at the and and I understand Western Kentucky schedule, but I'm looking at the statistical comparisons and they are better than Auburn at everything. Mind yeah. you, again, that they yeah. haven't played the schedule that Auburn's played. But, yeah, that that does really intrigue me. I will probably try to throw some money on that one if I make it back across state lines into the great state of Tennessee. Mm. But I also I'm, – I'm right there with you. Would not want to play Auburn right now if I was playing meaningful football and had stuff on the line. Um, if I'm Alabama, and I know that, that they host them, you know, wouldn't be looking forward to it necessarily because of how weird that rivalry gets and how hard they're playing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they should still do what they want to do with Western Kentucky mm-hmm. if they play it with their hair on fire like they have. Yeah, and Ro- Western Kentucky throws it and they throw it really well. This this dude's got thirty five hundred yards, thirty one touchdowns, and seven picks. But yeah. that crowd's going to be that that crowd will play a factor. It, it sure will, will because Auburn needs this to get to five wins, <laughs> and they will obviously need another win against Bama to get bowl eligibility. But I, I'm telling you these. I know the next game is in the last game is in Tuscaloosa against Bama. Last home game for Auburn. <laughs> yeah. Some of these, some Auburn, some of the Auburn fan base wants Carnell Williams as their head coach. That crowd's gonna be wild. Yeah, will. Absolutely wild. Uh, let's move on down. Uh, I think I, I gave mine. I said Auburn coverage does more. Yeah. Than no, I'll take Auburn. Auburn by two touchdowns in that game. Okay. Good. 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 Ole Miss is at Arkansas. And Vegas likes Mississippi, the Rebels, the Black Bears, the Sharks, the Colonels, the Kentucky Fried Chickens um, at two and a half. Wow. That's and basically did, just, just home field advantage. Yeah. Or, no, sorry, no, 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 no. I was they're like, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this is in Fayetteville. Wow. And Arkansas can grab, you know, uh, bowl eligibility right here. Yeah. Look for, look for that crowd to be wild. Looks like KJ Jefferson's gonna play if I'm seeing this right on the on the Twitters. Yeah. How does Ole Miss bounce back? You know, 
Yeah. And, and I would, you know, just to jump in on that, I would, I'd feel good about their bounce back because of what we talked about, or I think we talked about in Lane's responses of we didn't come here. We're not hanging our hats on a close loss or a statistical success in a loss. I I would feel good about the Ole Miss bounce back. Um, You know, it's, it's interesting because Arkansas does defend the run better than they do the pass. Their, their pass defense is pretty bad. Um, and, and Ole Miss has flipped their game from, although, you know, being throwing it around the yard, doing those things last year into a massive run game this year. So what's going to give, uh, this game being on the road, I, I find this insane matchup predictor, 67.9% in favor of Ole Miss. It just feels a little strong for me. This being a road game, this being KJ Jefferson, who we, you know, when he's on, if he's healthy, we really like, and they, we know they have some pieces and they've also underachieved at times this year. So very interesting game. What what are your thoughts on it, man? There 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 are intangible variables here that that are that are really affecting this game. You know, you and I really respect Josh Pate, and I was yeah. telling you earlier yesterday that Josh Pate is reporting that hey, there's serious weight to the conversation between Auburn and Lane Kiffin. Yeah, and again, we live in a social media world. Coaches can tell players all they want to get off Twitter. Get off social media. Don't pay attention to that stuff. They're on it. They're on their phones in the locker room. They're on their yeah. phones. They're on it. They're I yeah. mean, like never before. So you can't tell me that they haven't heard about this. The the 70, the 80 of them, not one of them has 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 heard about this. Yeah. Oh, but but coaches, oh, the coaches are going to squash that. They're going to say, oh, I'm not interested, yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, so did Nick Saban when he was with the Dolphins, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, did, so did Tom Herman when he made the, the switch from, you know, from Houston to, to Texas. Oh, I'm yeah. not going. Uh, they're going to say whatever they have to say to hold them to their job until that until they get the other one. So exactly. Look for Ole Miss. I'm going to say look for Ole Miss to wet the bed. I'm, I would be worried about that as well. Um you know, it's almost if Lane is having those conversations with Auburn, if he is really, really, really involved there, then where's is he going to be still concerned with how Ole Miss finishes? Because they have a great chance again at mm-hmm. 10 wins. I mean, they're going to play this game in the Egg Bowl. They're capable, more than capable of winning both those games, winning 10 games again, and again, playing in, you know, like a New Year's Six top bowl. I mean, they're more than capable of making that if they're all bought in. And I'm with you, you know, coming off the loss, Lane's name getting tossed around. I just think that's going to be really tough, especially looking at the way Arkansas played LSU last week, I believe, without K.J. Jefferson. So it's it's hard for me not to lean towards Arkansas to, yeah, I'm going to say win this game outright because of all, the, all of the factors. If it was maybe half or less of those factors, then sure, I'd yeah. probably lean with Ole Miss based on what they've done, but not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently coaching staff has tried to be in conversation with Malik Hornsby about making a permanent position change as well. Will he be stubborn? Will he make that adjustment? Because he's got yeah. serious potential at the next level to play something other than quarterback. Yeah. If KJ Jefferson plays this game, I don't I don't see how it's not the Razorbacks. And, sure. and, I, and I think Ole Miss is stupid talented, you know. Yeah. Well, well, Ole Miss shows up. Hey, we got a little about eight minutes. We got two more games, so let's let's wrap this thing up. Bedlam, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma, and the only reason I want to mention this is because Oklahoma, Vegas <laughs> likes Oklahoma at yeah. seven and a half. 
And I, I think what that means is no Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State, right? Probably I mean, so. I would say so, yeah. So give it to me. What do you think? What do you think happens? All right, here's what I think happens. Uh, I made a prediction on last week as we closed last week's podcast out that Oklahoma is not going bowling, and I'm sticking to it. Here's the reasons why. Because Ole Miss – I'm sorry, Ole Miss, good God. Oklahoma is having their worst year since the late 90s. Oklahoma State's losses are to a surging Kansas or, you know, a Kansas that's been way better than we thought, getting blown out by Kansas State, I believe, without Spencer Sanders, and then losing to TCU, who they had beat but losing to them in two overtimes. Those are not bad losses, whereas you flip over to Oklahoma's losses, and they are ugly. Yeah. I'm going to ride with the Cowboys, Mike Gundy. I'm sticking to my guns on Oklahoma not making a bowl. Sixty Over under 66. I'm going to say just under, but I'm going to say that Oklahoma State wins outright. I told you one of my favorite things to do is to go search names inside of Twitter, and it's amazing yeah. what you can find. Here's a tweet by a beat writer for Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders wants it Spencer Sanders wants it clear. He is playing in Bedlam next weekend. All right. He asked Mr. Sanders if he thought about shutting it down this season. Spencer responded with, "I'm too competitive for that." Bleep. Okay. Point taken. Uh give me the Cowboys to win outright. Give me the Cowboys. Give me Mike Gundy saying you want to go to the SEC, we're going to send you off. Dude, Give me the Cowboys, is... something like 52 to 17. Woo! Oklahoma's bad. They're just bad. They're bad. They're, They're bad. bad. Hey, a big one that could potentially, and here's how we're going to end the show, could impact the college football playoff, which we should be talking about Utah and Oregon as well, but Oregon eliminated themselves, which is funny because – even though that game is in Austin Stadium, Vegas has Utah as two-point favorites. Yeah. But USC and UCLA, Los Angeles, the L.A. Bowl, um, kicking off at 8 p.m., Pac-12 at dark, <laughs> USC at two and a half, Caleb Williams, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Bruins, Trojans, what you got? I feel, have, feel like I just channeled I my inner Gus Johnson right there, by the way. What you got? What you yeah, got? Yeah, beautifully done. Thank you. I'm going to be an optimistic fall fan at heart here and pick UCLA to win this game outright. I think that run game, and they, they're not traveling, so it's not going to make a lot of sense the way I word it, but run game travels well. I think that will give USC's very suspect defense, not that UCLA's suspect defense is a suspect, I think that will give USC's defense that is quite suspect a lot of trouble. The run game, the mobility of, of DTR, give me the Bruins to open that door wide for Tennessee to get into playoff with just one team left needed to get out of their way. Well, my first question is that's, – that's great. I, I, I do love that. I have a lot of agreements there. But my first question is, is Jordan Addison back for this? Because didn't he get banged up last week or the week before? Um I was seeing if I couldn't find anything on this real quick, and I'm just not seeing anything, which makes me think that whatever his status was previously, it just probably hasn't changed. Here we go. This was on November 10th. 
Whiteout Jordan Addison is expected to return from injury on Friday against Colorado, Lincoln Riley said. But did he not get banged up again in that Colorado game? I don't think he finished that game, if yeah. I remember right. It's so hard to pay attention to way out west. Yes, it um, is. Man, I really – USC, golly, man. There's so much talent and potential on that roster, but DTR is just deadly. He sure is. And he he made some remarks. I, I wish I could. I wish I would have found this before going into the into the podcast, going into this season about what he wants to do to USC and how much he hates those guys and 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 stuff like that. And another name that's not getting enough credit for the Bruins is Zach Charbonnet, that Michigan transfer who's at 1,100 yeah. yards rushing on the year. They just they just run and they run well, as, yes. as, as you're pointing out. The the ESPN FBI doesn't like the Bruins here. It likes the Trojans. <clears throat> so, yeah, you picked UCLA to win outright. Yep, outright. Man, that over under is so high. Yeah, it is. Seventy six and a half. Goodness gracious. Give me. My mind says UCLA, but for some reason my heart says Trojans. Trojans feel probably feel like they're playing for something. There's a slim chance for them to still get into the playoff. They need some stuff to happen. I don't like it. But give me the Trojans. Give me the Trojans to cover. And I will take just simply because I said, watch out for Texas and TCU. Man, they're going to break the scoreboard. <laughs> I will take the under on this 76 and a half because yeah. that is so dang high. So astronomical. So high. Um, I do hope that this game is still on once Tennessee is done because I, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in this one. Same. Taking the Trojans, but I'm rooting for the Bruins. Would love yes, for sir. would love for Lincoln Riley and, and Williams and those guys just to take one on the face and me too. And get knocked out of the playoff conversation just altogether. So I um mine says mine says Bruins, heart says for whatever reason says Trojans, so I'll take the Trojans. I know that was a really confusing prediction. Nope, you're good. All over the place. All over the place. And just because this is not the orange cast, and people are maybe wondering, let's go ahead and give give it for the Tennessee South Carolina game. You want to? Absolutely. Let's do it. Tennessee, South Carolina, in, a, in 90 seconds here or less. Vegas likes Tennessee at 21 and a half in Columbia, South Carolina. Give it to me, buddy. Tennessee, 63, South Carolina, 18. I'm done! <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, after living in Charleston, South Carolina for five years, dear God, let it be. Yes. I don't I don't want to hear game box. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. No. I'm gonna take Tennessee. I'm gonna take Tennessee to do more than cover. I'm a, I mean absolutely. I think it's more than 21 and a half. If it's if it's 21 and a half or less, then South Carolina's fighting. Yeah. But but anyway. Hey, that's all for today's show. Wherever it has found you, whether you're in your drive to work, from work, lunch break, wherever you are, maybe you're walking with us, maybe you're pandemonium range. You're doing something illegal. Thanks for bringing pandemonium range along with you. Appreciate you having us. Make sure you like the video, make sure you subscribe, make sure you tell your friends about pandemonium range. He's Mike, I'm Dan. We love you. God bless. Give me Demonium Reigns!